0: Hi, everybody, welcome to the sports move. My name is Jack
1: and I'm Jason, and we're here on our first episode, ready to predict who will advance in the final four and who will win the 2019 national championship. We will also discuss who started off hot in the opening week of Major League Baseball, and we will have early predictions on which teams. will will win the World Series, and who will win MVP, basically. So, Jack, uh, let's start off with the NCAA tournament, starting with the Michigan State-Texas Tech game. Who do you think will win? Who do you think will advance? Let's hear your thoughts. Uh,
0: For me, it's definitely got to be Michigan State. Uh, I give a lot of credit to Texas Tech, especially their defense. They have had uh, two hard games against uh, Gonzaga, in the Elite Eight, and Michigan in uh, the Sweet 16, and their defense put on a phenomenal show. But to me, Michigan State, uh, their head coach, Tom Izzo, one of the best in uh, the NCAA, Uh, Kansas Winston Winston and Josh Langford, going to be really a tough time for Texas Tech's uh, defense to uh, swarm and handle Michigan State. I really give a lot of credit, like I said, to Texas Tech, they've proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, coming out of, like I said, that um, bracket with Gonzaga and Michigan. But to me, Michigan State's the, the more complete team. Uh, they, they were an early favorite to make the Final Four. If were, one team was going to upset Duke, it was going to be Michigan State. And uh, I, I just think they're the more uh, complete team.
1: So, so in the tournament, when you were creating your bracket, did you think Michigan State was beating Duke?
0: I actually did not. I thought that Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish would be way too much for Michigan State to handle. Uh, and did, and you think,
1: did you think Texas Tech was going to take, take down Gonzaga?
0: No. I had Texas Tech go into the Elite Eight. It's actually funny. But I, I thought they would beat Michigan. I liked their matchup really well. But Texas Tech, I did not have them beating Gonzaga. Gonzaga was one of the most dominant teams. I mean, they also beat Duke earlier on the season. So to me, Gonzaga was um, going to play Duke in the final four because I, I, those two teams were clearly two of the top two teams, in my opinion, throughout the season. So it was a sh- this was one of the more surprising uh, lead eights in recent memory where uh, in a college basketball season that was dominated by the one seeds, uh, the four ones were the heavy favorites. Uh, As, I only have one event. It's insane. Yeah, you mentioned
1: Tom Izzo and how amazing of a coach he is. And him going back to the Final Four, he's been there before. He has so much experience championship games, all all these huge tournament games. And unlike Virginia, Texas Tech, and Auburn, they don't have this experience. You think experience, being in these big games, helps out a Michigan State team?
0: I think for Michigan State, it really helps out. Having someone like Tom Izzo uh, as their head coach, Izzo, like you said, been there before, Uh, Big Ten is always one of the best conferences for college basketball show to get this season with Michigan and Michigan State being neck and neck for the uh, uh, Big Ten championship. Uh, Obviously, Michigan State winning it all. Uh, Purdue went deep. Uh, They almost made it to the final four. For for Tom Izzo to A, win the Big Ten, and B, be the only team in the Big Ten to uh, advance to the Final Four is really good. And even though I give a lot of credit to Texas Tech like I said again, and uh, especially Chip Barrett uh, Chip Beard, excuse me but like I said, experience reigns key in these situations. I'll get to my Virginia argument, uh, argument against Virginia in a second, but I think Texas Tech's a clear pick. What about you, Jason?
1: So Going into the Michigan State um, Texas Tech game, still staying on that topic, I've also have Michigan State winning this game. Uh, not only do they take down Duke, Duke was an extremely put together, well built team that Coach K created, and beating Zion and RJ like like these are insanely good players, and they like first round NBA draft picks a hundred percent. Zion might leave this year be the first pick overall by the Knicks but not only did you beat a good Duke team with a really good coach you're in the final four and you've 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 proved to so many people that you can win the whole thing now they are playing a good Texas Tech team with a good defensive team and that that could disturb Michigan State's um, offensive flow but overall I got Michigan State winning this game. This game, you know, Cassius Winston. You got good forwards like Nick Nick Ward, Kenny Goins, Xavier Tillman, and and Langford. What an amazing guard! They're 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 such a put together, well built team that they can honestly beat anyone. But it's it's gonna be a, a challenge. Like as I said, Texas Tech's defense is is insane. Like they put up good defensive stats, and are like. I think this Michigan State team can ultimately beat them. But, okay, so now moving on from the Michigan State-Texas Tech game, let's transition into the Virginia game. Virginia plays Auburn in the Final Four, Minnesota. Jack, give me your thoughts. Who do
0: you have winning this this game? Now, this is where my upset comes into play. Virginia, always in the big games. I don't know why. They always struggle. This is their first Final Four appearance since the mid-80s, 1984, this is a team that has been a constant number one seed in the bracket, and for them to only be making their first appearance since 1984, it, 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 it's insane, and Virginia had the easiest path, <coughs> excuse me, to the <coughs> uh Final Four, Uh yes, they, they beat some good teams, they beat... They beat Purdue in particular, but it did come down to the wire in one of the most craziest college basketball games of the season. But outside that, they played a 16-season Gardner-Webb, Oklahoma 9, and Oregon a 12. And they struggled with Oregon, like I said. They almost lost to Purdue. So, to me, I look at Auburn, and yes, they almost lost to New Mexico State in the first round. But I look at the opponents they beat, Kansas Bill Self, one of the best college basketball programs over the last 15 years. That's very impressive. UNC, which was – I've had them in my bracket going to the championship game, a team that many picked to win the national championship, and they beat them – they beat their socks off. It wasn't even a contest. And then Kentucky, uh, John Calipari, who just got that uh, big extension – recently, uh, to beat them. Uh, Auburn shown, they, they, they're they legit. And uh, yes, I know they're missing their best players. Torrey ACL, uh, Chuma Oki, and that's a tough break, but I think all, momentum is key. They beat Kentucky without Okami, and momentum is key in college basketball. I think Auburn's beaten the better teams in the tournament. I think Virginia's Oh, I, I, I'm not. They have that choking. Not, I'm not gonna say mindset, but they are. That's been their identity over the past 20 years in college wrestling. So for me, Auburn is the clear pick. What about you, Jason? Okay, so
1: I understand Virginia choked last year, first round. It, It this year. This year, like when I was watching the tournament, I was like, "There's no way they're losing the first round." Now they started off extremely bad they were losing they started to pick it up and they started just taking off this team is not only a good team this team has depth depth is a major major positive in the ncaa tournament depth keeps your team alive when when players are tired when players get hurt like depth is the is the key that every ncaa team needs duke has depth michigan state has depth auburn I don't know if their depth is good enough to beat this Virginia team. Kyle Guy, yes, he's been struggling in the tournament, but he picked it up last game, and he hit really clutch shots that sent this team to the Final Four. You got Clark, you got Mamaday Dekite, you got Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter. That is a solid starting five. And then you have Jack Salt, who fills in for either Diakite or even one of the big guards like DeAndre Hunter, and he, he can shut down a solid team, and he's a bench player. You also, I mean, the bench plays a major role in the team, but the starting five is what Coach Bennett is really looking at. So Kyle Guy, he's your main guy. Um, he puts together his well-rounded team around himself. But then, on the other hand, you have this Aub- Auburn Tigers team. And when I was watching them in the SEC championship game, and not only the championship game, but the whole tournament itself, this team can shoot the three ball. And Virginia is very good at guarding the three. And this team of the Auburn team is known for the three ball. Yes, Okiki's out. He-, he hurt himself. They're playing for Okiki. And I think that was a major part of the winning It's Kentucky, them knowing Okiki's down, and they need to step up and play for him. They were playing that game for him, and they're going to play the rest of the tournament for him. And I understand, like, they're going to push as hard as they can. Jared Harper is an amazing, fast, skilled player. And also, is and Purifoy is. But I ultimately don't think this team can beat a top-seeded Virginia team. And advance to the championship game. But, you know, if they hit the three ball, there's two sides to this Auburn team. If they get hot, they get absolutely hot. No one can stop them. If they don't get hot, then it all, it all folds. And this Virginia team could take away. And I think that without Okiki, I think this team is going to fold. They didn't fold against Kentucky. Kentucky missed a lot of free throws, which is a major problem. If you can't hit free throws, you're not winning any game. That was a problem with a lot of teams in this tournament, free throws. Even with Virginia, first round, um, their opponent missed like two out of three free throws in in the final seconds against Auburn. That's what made Auburn – that was a scare. Every team goes through a scare in the NCAA tournament. When you overcome that scare, that's when teams take off. And Auburn's scare in the beginning – was the first round but you can also say Virginia's scare in the first round was also a first round scare. So that both teams have faced scares. Virginia has had an easier path to the Final Four per se, but and Auburn's had more of a tough tough schedule in the in the tournament, but I still think with Otiki injured and Virginia with coach Bennett playing lights out, Kyle Guy's found his rhythm, Clark uses his speed akita is just insane down low. And Jerome is Jerome. He's playing insane. I, I ultimately think that this Virginia team could beat, win this game and go to a championship game and even beat a Texas Tech or Michigan State team. So, so Jack, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Let's say that Virginia wins and Michigan State wins. If you had to choose between a Michigan State team or a Virginia team, who do you have winning the national
0: championship team? Oh definitely for me it's Michigan State. Uh right right now I have the winning. But Michigan State has shown uh that they should have been a number one seed. They got snubbed and despite playing in a bracket with Duke, they were in my opinion they were the best number two seed and they got stuck with the best number one seed. And they beat the best number one seed, Duke. And to me, after if they beat a really good Texas Tech team, especially defensively, <clears throat> I like. I really like their matchup against Virginia. I think again, it goes back to Michigan State having momentum. The opponents they played, I understand. Virginia. Is uh, uh, been solid all season long, but Virginia, like I said, they're only the highest they think they would have beaten up to this point would have been a three, and that would have been against Purdue. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, (coughs) but to me, I look at Virginia and like I said, that their mentality and identity is choking. What about you, Jason?
1: So, when I look at this Michigan State team and this Virginia team, I mean, Michigan State overall looks like they have a more talented team with Cassius Winston, Matt McQuaid, Nick Ward, Kenny Goins, Xavier Tillman, Langford. Like they have these NBA stars in the making, right on this team. Yes, they beat a really well put together Duke team, but you also look at and they have an insane coach in Tom Izzo, who he can win the national championship with this team. Like, like I said, Tony Bennett's team is also a well put together team. I I see these two teams matching up in the championship game, and like if Kyle Guy starts getting. If he hits his shots, which and he's an insane playmaker, and and he could score like like no one could score before, um, I think Virginia's defense is better than Michigan State. Now, now I know in the tournament, um, the seeds don't matter; seeds are irrelevant. Everyone is a top seed in the final four, and. I see Virginia winning. If Michigan State plays Virginia, I see Virginia winning. Just because of the the skill level, they're both really well-skilled players. But I just – Texas Tech is going to give Michigan State trouble. I don't think Virginia is going to face that much trouble against Auburn. But my overall pick, if it was Virginia, Michigan State – I got Michigan. I got Virginia. Sorry. Um, so now, Jack, let's move to the opposite direction. Now, let's say both upsets take place and we have a Texas Tech against Auburn in the championship game. Do you have a side on um, which team will come out victorious?
0: I think if Texas Tech ends up beating Michigan State, and I think it'll be a really close game, I'm going to have to go with Texas Tech. I just think Texas Tech's defense is going to be too much, <coughs> and with the like we said before, the subtraction of O'Keefe could be cataclysmic for them. You know, I mean, <coughs> um, Auburn's opening as five and a half point underdogs against Virginia, and yes, they may get a close victory but once they play Texas Tech who's been the best defensive team, arguably, all the tournament. I think Auburn's going to be lacking offense and lacking a if factor. I think Auburn, to me, they're a great story. I really like Bruce Pearl. I, I, they they have been the surprise of the tournament, no doubt about it. But I compare them to Texas Tech. Texas Tech has a better defense. Auburn's one of their best players. Give me Texas Tech. What about you, Jason?
1: I, I agree with you. I'm going with Texas Tech, and it's not just because of their defense. They have they have Moretti. They have Owens. They have these great players, but it's not just the great players. If you look at the other side, if you look at Auburn, Auburn's team, again, they can hit the three ball. But if they're playing an amazing Texas Tech defensive team, I don't see them hitting as many threes as they did against Tennessee in the SEC Championship game. When Auburn played at Tennessee in the SEC championship game, it was lights out. Like they did not miss a shot. They they I obviously did. But you turn on the T V and you're watching a swish after a swish after a chuck and a swish. And when you're when you're trying to do that in the tournament, now they've struggled. They have their struggles against uh, tournament teams this year, but against the Texas Tech team, which can which in the final four they're even more hyped up. And even if they're in the championship game playing each other, I see Texas Tech's defense coming out alive and absolutely destroying Auburn's offense. And I think Texas Tech's offense, like, everyone forgets about their offense. And, yes, that they, they, everyone notices their defense because of how good they are on the defensive side of the ball. But on offense, they're also amazing. And that's what could give Michigan State a challenge um, this Saturday. And I, I agree with you. If Texas Tech plays Auburn, I have Texas Tech beating Auburn in in the championship game. So, all right, let's. Uh... We've, talked about, we've talked about our college basketball. We've talked about the Final Four. We've had different matchups in the championship game. We analyzed the teams, the players. Now let's let's kind of shift things over in the last five minutes or so, and let's just let's just talk about the. MLB. MLB has started. Baseball is here. Opening day happened last Thursday. Teams are ready. Uh, We kind of picked it up. Um, If we look, you look at the standings. uh, What are, um, so there's a couple of surprises to me from last year to this year, just starting it up. What is one major team, major surprise that a team has brought to you this year in the first four to five games that you see. What's what's what team stands well, to me, out that surprises you the most?
0: Well the biggest positive surprise for me has gotta be the New York Mets. Uh I know they, they, they had a big offseason, but a lot of people were predicting them to uh pre- finish fourth or third in the National League East. Not only did they take the first three games From Washington, Uh, they were pretty much uh, two out of the first three from Washington. They were pretty dominant, and they could have arguably even taken the third game. They still have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, led by Jacob DeGrom, the bringing Cy Young Award winner. And Noah Syndergaard, who has arguably the highest upside of anyone in that rotation. And Zach Wheeler, a three-guy that would be a two-guy on most teams. In the offseason, they had it, Robbie Cadeau and uh, Wilson Ramos was to add to their hitting depth, which they've really struggled with. Edwin Diaz is their closer. He was the best closer in baseball last year. year. Um, the Mariners really loved them. The Mets, I think, just solidified their closing job for the next five, ten years. And then they still have a bunch of young guys, with like Brandon Nimmo, Michael Comforto, Jeff McNeil. To me, the Mets. Right now, they're the biggest surprise. Positively, if we want to go in the negative round, I think it's Boston. Boston, their first four games, really did not look too good. <coughs> and if it wasn't for, for, excuse me, the first five games. If it wasn't for Seattle handing them a victory in the second game of the, their series against Seattle, Boston could be staring at zero and five. Now, it's not the time to panic yet. But while the hitting's definitely been there for the Sox, outside last night they've scored four or more runs in all the games. The pitching has been atrocious. I read something that said they had like a 13 ERA among their starting pitchers. That cannot happen when you have a starting rotation of Chris Sale, Nathan Avaldi, David Price. <coughs> and in a division that is one of the best in baseball with the Yankees. I know they have a bunch of guys on the I.L., but you can never count them out. And the Rays who was a big surprise last year. They got Blake Snell. They have a bunch of guys to beat. The Red Sox cannot get behind early. Big game tonight against Oakland. Seattle on the mound. He struggled early on. We have to see if he bounces. The Red Sox have been the biggest disappointment up to this point. What about you, Jason?
1: So, for the biggest positive (laughs) surprise, I see see the Phillies. Now, um, the Phillies (laughs) with Bryce Harper going to the Phillies – Everyone was like, "Is he gonna? Is he gonna make this team a real contending World Series team?" Now, if you look at their first three games against the Braves, they they swept him out and they swept him out. They they dominated every game they played so far. Now they're playing the Nationals tonight. Harper in in Washington is gonna get gonna get booed there, but against the Braves, they played outstanding winning 10-4 the first game, 8-6 the second game, and 5-1 the third game. Five runs a game, if you get five more runs in every game, you're you're destined to win. So the, the Phillies are definitely the strongest positive team that, that surprised me from last year. Last year's Phillies team is totally different than this year, and majorly because of Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, he's added to this Phillies team. Now, if you look at the negative negative side of this, I completely agree with the the Red Sox, but if we had to pick another another team, mine's the Angels. The Angels started off the season of one and four, and you just signed Mike Trout to the biggest contract, and this guy can quit baseball right now and live the rest of his life with this money. Now, they started off they started off one and four. And that. That is not acceptable for this franchise. With one of the best players in Major League Baseball right now, you lose the first game for nothing, and it just sets a tone for the team. You have to you have to bounce back from that. After you just get you just get demolished the first game, and then get swept not not swept you lose you lose the series three one to the Athletics. It's it's not showing not showing anything. Positive from your team, and then, and then last night you lose six three to the Mariners. It's just not a good start for the for the Angels. But um, you never know; Trout could bounce back, be a contender for MVP, and ultimately show that he belongs in Los Angeles, and uh, take it from there. Um, so, Jack, if you were to pick, if you were to to put down your you're a World Series champion right now. Who, who would it be?
0: To me, right now, I know Houston lost well, their first series to Tampa Bay. <clears throat> but to me, right now, they're the best team in all of baseball. They got Justin Berler and Garrett Cole, arguably the best one-two punch in all of major leagues. You got Jose Altuve up the middle, one of the, the best second basemen in the game. He's a lock to steal. 20 plus, 25 plus bases, and 25 plus home runs. 300 plus hitter. Correa, shortstop, gonna hit 280, 20 plus home runs. You got Brinkman on the hot corner, who's gonna be a guy who can hit 30 for 30 for years. And he just got an extension. That the Astros got a steal on, in my opinion. You got Springer in center field, who's one of the best leadoff hitters in the game. He's gonna hit 20 something homers just. Out of the lead-off spot alone, you get they signed Torino all season. You got Ozuna closing the job. Houston's a really complete team. They don't play in that great a division compared to the Red Sox or the Yankees. Yankees. So I think they'll get the one seed. I think that's big. I think they'll lose their way to the World Series, and I think they'll obliterate an NL team in five games. So I think Houston right now. Just a, such a complete team. I mean, I, I thought they would win last year. Boston won, obviously, but I think Boston's due for, for regression. Houston's due to go back on the upswing. Houston also signed Michael Brantley on the offseason. Strohs, for me, the best team in all of baseball, and I don't even think it's frankly close. What about you, Jason? So,
1: to <laughs> closing things up, I'm just going to give my brief uh, explanation on who I think will win the World Series, and then we'll wrap it up from there but i think the dodgers dodgers they're coming out strong they're not 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 Tampa Bay strong but i think they'll find their groove come back from last year devastating and the year before was devastating also and i think they'll come back and they'll ultimately take the world series you look at their whole team their team has been good for the last 5 6 years in general and i think they have they have what it takes to become the world series champions and ultimately they could beat anyone they want when they put their minds to it and and that's my take on the world series um closing things out from the sports boom my name is jason yormack alongside jack collins thank you for listening